From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. The new leader of Rochester's Destination Medical Center is optimistic about the new year and the organization's ability to position the city as an attractive place for remote workers. Patrick Sieb stepped into the DMC's executive director role at the start of 2021. He's taking over for Lisa Clark, who retired after spending six years leading the organization. The DMC is a 20-year project to convert Rochester into a global hub for health and wellness. This, the DMC hopes, will draw development, investors, startups, and entrepreneurs to the southern Minnesota city. It's also the largest private-public economic initiative in the state's history, according to the DMC. Sieb most recently served as the organization's Director of Economic Development and Placemaking. Before that, he was Executive Director of the St. Paul Riverfront Corporation, responsible for the multi-billion dollar transformation of downtown St. Paul. Like any other city, Rochester has struggled with job losses and fewer visitors due to the ongoing pandemic. Still, Sieb said that the city is doing better than most thanks to the Mayo Clinic. Sieb speaks with reporter Kelly Bush about how leaders are assessing the community's changing needs as they position Rochester as an essential city for workers and travelers in a post-pandemic world. Thanks for joining me today, Patrick. I uh, appreciate your time. I'm glad to be here. It's very uh, exciting uh, to launch the new year. Yeah, it's a great way to start, I'm sure. Um, So my first question for you is, you know, how long have you been with the Destination Medical Center? I joined Destination Medical Center in September of 2015, so a little bit over five years. Okay. And do you want to give me a brief overview of, you know, some of the projects you've worked on and some of the different things you've overseen during your few years there? Yeah, I, I joined Destination Medical Center at the nearly at the outset of the formal establishment of the organization. However, the DMC concept and the initiative really began even a few years before that. So, um, but I, I joined um, having uh, worked in St. Paul with St. Paul Riverfront for uh, nearly 20 years, um, actually more than 20 years before coming here, and, and came into this role as director of economic development and placemaking, and that really meant that my role was to help uh, stimulate the economic development work that was to happen, um, but really position it in the context of how do you build a quality place? How do we we build this place that is Destination Medical Center and and the future of Rochester? Okay, great, great. I mean, now you're executive director of the DMC. Um, When do you step into that role if you haven't already? Uh, I did already. uh, just a few days ago, formally, okay. but I um, really began a transition with Lisa Clark in uh, in uh, November of this this past year. So I start and fresh and ready to go in this in this yeah. new capacity. How have the first few days gone? Uh, well, uh, it's uh, we've turned the page on 2020, and um, so mm-hmm. uh, we're looking forward. We you know we we ended 2020 having 
spent the last several months really setting the stage for what our next phase of work is going to be. And so we, like everybody else, are looking forward with a great deal of optimism to 2021, both, both putting the, uh, adjusting to and, and, and responding to the disruption of COVID, but really looking forward to, to many other opportunities, um, largely because we've had a very successful first five years and it affords us the opportunity to think boldly about what the next five years might look like. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the first phase of the DMC. You know, what did the successes look like for you guys in those first few years? Many times we talk about the successes in terms of the capital investment, the new buildings that have been built. But really, uh, really what we what we should be talking about is how is the city being transformed? And it's it's being transformed in the sense that we 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 spent a lot of effort creating a, an environment where um, people who are visiting Rochester because of medical conditions have a better experience. Um, of course, their experience at Mayo Clinic is off the charts, and and, and you know the uh, people uh, rank Mayo Clinic as the number one healthcare system in the country, and in fact number one hospital in the world. And it's really because of the kind of experience they have as patients when they're inside of Mayo. But we really wanted to work on what was the experience they had when they were in the city, beginning with um, how they arrive and their hotel experience and, and also their access to uh, amenities once they're in the community. So we see uh, a large number of new hotels that have been created that really um, make for a more contemporary experience. But we also, we also created new housing opportunities. So the workforce who was moving here had, had more housing options, people who wanted to live downtown. And, and when people are traveling here as patients, when people are moving here and living here and living downtown, that does create a market that affords more restaurants, more retail, a more vibrant street life. And we certainly have seen that occur as well. And so now as we look forward, we, we know that there's been a disruption with COVID, but we also, we also know that that disruption um, will, uh, will change over time and, and we will respond accordingly. And I think we're gonna see a very vibrant restaurant and retail marketplace because we have more people living downtown because um, success begets success. And so I think we're gonna see an even more vibrant downtown core. Yeah, I wanted to back up a little and chat about what disruption looked like for you guys. You know, how did that manifest itself? Um, like every city, we had uh, fewer people traveling here. We had um, a downturn in our restaurant and retail economy. So we experienced many of the same things that every city in the country, every city across the globe experienced. Now we have uh, uh, what we did find, and we, we turned to um, expert advice to help us understand this, we did find that uh, Rochester has fared better than most communities that had uh, less of a downturn, had less job loss than many communities. And we're anchored by the number one healthcare system in the country. And so, and, and, and Mayo itself gained even further national prominence during COVID because of their response and their capabilities. And it was a go-to organization, the governor of the state of Minnesota often, often referenced Mayo, Mayo Clinic as, as a go-to organization for him for information and for expertise. And so I think Rochester actually comes out of this um, and will come out of this uh, stronger than, than most communities because we are anchored by such a strong, stable employer that will continue to grow that grew in national re recognition. But fortunately, we also have tools 
like Destination Medical Center to help with our, our rebound. And finally, I'll say that our community really rallied together under the leadership of the mayor, uh, partner organizations like the Chamber of Commerce and the Rochester Downtown Alliance and um, the city staff. I mean, we really rallied the Economic Development Organization ready. Um, we really rallied as a community to um, put all of our tools on the table to see what we could do individually and collectively to respond to this, this, this disruption. Sure. I'm curious how the disruption has, you know, impacted your future planning now for future phases of your group. Yeah, I think what it has made us even more keenly aware is how important it is to support local businesses. Local businesses are the lifeblood of any community, and it is what makes a community unique and special. And Rochester is, is um, fortunate to have had have a very strong local business community suffering right now. Um, and we are working to support those local businesses so that they can uh, rebound. And many of them were very excited to see them pivot and thinking about new business models, uh, restaurants and retail that are thinking differently about how they reach consumers, what products they offer, how they go about their business. So one, uh, addressing local um, supporting local businesses. Secondly, knowing that during a downturn, communities that invest in public infrastructure tend to rebound more quickly than, than communities who put a, hit the pause button. And so we are continuing to invest in public infrastructure, be it sewers or streets or public spaces in public realm, because again, using this opportunity to invest in, in uh, public uh, infrastructure is key to success and prosperity. Thirdly, uh, knowing that we want to um, use creatively, re reuse and think about reuse of excess commercial office space. Um, as this uh, shift of uh, work remotely um, causes businesses to think differently about how they use downtown office buildings, it means we want to get out ahead of the curve. And if hotel occupancy goes down, we want to get out ahead of the curve and think about creatively about how do we reuse, reuse spaces. Um, finally, not finally, but in addition, diversifying the economy. Again, we have a strong anchor with Mayo, with Mayo Clinic, but we also want to diversify the economy and, and diversify leveraging our connection to the medical industry. And I, and I will end by, by saying that we recognize that we have an opportunity, Rochester does, Minnesota does, that when people across the country can work anywhere, we have to be positioning Rochester and Minnesota as a go-to place for families and individuals who can choose to continue their job in Silicon Valley or their job in Seattle or their job in Boston, but want a better lifestyle, want a lifestyle that's perhaps less expensive, that have access to better schools, less congestion, um, access to the outdoors, access to nature. And we have all of that in Rochester. And we think we can make a case to individuals and families across this country that when you have a choice, um, to to um, get out of congestion, get out of um, out of uh, a smog-filled city, and live more simply, but continue your job. Uh, Rochester and other parts of Minnesota can fit that bill. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that's something you'll be marketing starting very shortly here, as a yeah, that, lessons. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Great. Well, I'm curious since I know you're so close to the pulse of development there. You know, what projects do you have your eyes on right now? Well, we um, are very excited about the work that we've been doing with Mortensen. Uh, Mortensen has been our partner in the uh, uh, 
early phases of the Discovery Square initiative. And so One Discovery Square, which is uh, really a collaboration between Mayo Clinic, the private sector via Mortensen, University of Minnesota, Rochester, DMC and the city, it is really the manifestation of this vision that we have to build out an innovation district that taps into Mayo science and Mayo technology, um, brings private sector partners into place, and so that we can start to stimulate new advancements, commercialization of medical innovation, uh, distribution marketing, and, and product development, and all of that. Um, so we're very excited with our relationship with Mortensen. They uh, completed their first building um, just a year and a half ago. They, in the midst of this pandemic, they um, broke ground and started on their second building because they are very bullish on the future of Rochester and the future of this initiative. So, so that's, that's a high priority for us. Uh, we also see that there are opportunities with um, tapping into the riverfront, tapping into our relationship to the Zumbro River as a natural asset, and that there are some development opportunities that are in the very earliest stages of our thinking that would uh, really do a better job of connecting our community to the river and taking advantage of that, that asset. Sure. And I know you have experience with that because you served on the St. Paul Riverfront Council. Is that what it is? Yeah, Riverfront Corporation, yeah. Riverfront yeah. Corporation, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, that'll be something interesting to watch moving forward. Um, let's see, and you've kind of alluded to this already, but I wanted to chat a little bit about the DMC's harnessing of both private development funds and public infrastructure funds. So I'm assuming that that's something that you'll continue doing as you move forward through the next few years, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And and the, the vision of uh, the, the governor at the time in the state legislature was to invest in Rochester through public infrastructure to stimulate private investment. And, uh, and so we are, we are keenly aware that we have a, a, a special resource and a special opportunity here in Rochester. And, and it is to use public infrastructure dollars to trigger private investment on a 10 to one ratio. I mean, our goal is that for every dollar of public infrastructure investment, we see $10 of private investment. One of the things just to, it's worth talking about, Kelly, is that we, as we advance into this next phase, I think that we're going to have even a greater eye towards equity and inclusion. Um, when we launched this initiative, we were committed to uh, ensuring that women and minority-owned businesses had access to public, to public projects, and that was a good building block for us, and we have met those goals, and in fact, our board asked, asked us and city council asked us to um, uh, 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 double those goals, or, or in some cases, but, but ex expand those goals um, in terms of WMB, women and minority-owned businesses that are participating in these projects. But we think we can take it even further to ensure that there is greater equity in terms of um, uh, taking it in terms of opportunity associated with the DMC initiative. We also know we also have goals around sustainability, um, reducing the carbon footprint of uh, as we grow our community to actually reduce the carbon footprint. We also have a belief that when we, um, as we attract new businesses and new outstate investment into Rochester, and we have nearly a billion dollars of new investment in the past five years, and much of that is capital coming from outside of the city. And so 
And that's been a, a goal and aspiration, but now we need to do a better job of ensuring that the local community has investment opportunities as well. And so those are some of the, the lessons that we have learned. We've grown the number of housing opportunities in downtown. Now we need to grow the number of affordable and workforce opportunities because that there, that is a, a, a gap in our community and we can play a role in, in, in uh, filling that gap. Okay, great, thank you. Well, I think that was everything I wanted to ask about. So is there anything else you wanted to add in or mention? I guess one thing that I will say is that uh, Rochester had a very, very low unemployment rate pre-COVID, as did the state of Minnesota, but Rochester was even lower than the state of Minnesota. And we had a, a pressing workforce shortage issue. And we believe that this this disruption of COVID and the unemployment that's that's been created because of it is really masking a remaining underlying condition, which is a talent and workforce shortage issue in our community and in Rochester uh, and in, in Minnesota for that matter. And so our relationship with the University of Minnesota Rochester and other universities in town is extraordinarily important as an effort to both attract young people to the community and to hard link them to um, to the to the community and businesses in this community so that as they are finishing their college uh, career, they have an opportunity and, and an interest in staying in our community and taking on the growing jobs that, that are occurring here. Sure. Great. Well, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate it. Thanks for yeah, Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.